Hey guys, it's Coach Chris here from Ratzinger Fitness. And on this week's episode of Fitness That Fits, we're gonna talk about how to maximize the effectiveness of your workouts using mind-muscle connection. Now, if you're like, what mind-muscle connection like? What does that even mean? First, let me ask you a question. Do you ever get the feeling that your workouts aren't exactly working for you? Now, maybe you've heard that squats are great for your legs, but every time you do them, you feel it in your back, or maybe you could do sit-ups for days, but when you switch to other core exercises, you realize you're not getting any stronger, you're not getting any closer to your goals. Now, these type of disconnects can take a lot of different forms. I've experienced some myself, just about everyone I've ever coached will have one of these disconnects somewhere. But I can tell you this, no matter what form it takes, it is one of the most frustrating things to experience on your fitness journey. Just think about it, taking the time to show up for your workouts, to push through, to do the hard stuff is tricky enough as is. But if you do all that, if you show up, if you put the work in and you're walking away with no gain, nothing to show for it, Oh my gosh, that would drive you crazy, right? So today we are going to help you fix those disconnects, help you get back on track and help you maximize your workouts. Whether you're working out at home, in a gym, in a local studio, doesn't matter. Mind-Muscle Connection is going to help you take those workouts to the next level. All right, now first of all, you might've heard me say before that there's no bad workout. The only bad workout is the one you didn't do. Any effort toward moving your body is going to be helpful, right? But whatever happened to that? Now, in, in terms of length, style, intensity, I still fully believe those statements to be true, that the only bad workout is the one you didn't do and that every effort is going to move you closer to your goals. But the thing we have to take into consideration here is the quality of our movement, all right? No matter what style of workout you do, how long you do your workout, your quality of movement is really what's going to determine how effective that investment in your health and wellness turns out to be. Think about it. If you're using your muscles efficiently when you do an exercise, all of your effort is going to that muscle, it's going directly to your targeted result. What happens when we have poor quality of movement is we're not efficiently using our muscles based on the anatomy of our body and the ultimate goal of the workout. So if you show up to something and you're putting in, say, 100% effort, but you have poor quality of movement, that 100% starts to get divided. Maybe 50% is going toward what you actually wanted out of that movement. Say maybe it's a squat. You're doing these squats, you're trying to strengthen your glutes, right? 50% of that 100% effort is gonna go to your glutes, but the other 50%, when we have that poor quality of movement, starts to get divided up, and it's putting unnecessary strain on nearby muscles, on your tendons, your ligaments in the body. So not only are we getting less of what we originally wanted, but now we're creating this new risk for possible injury, possible pain in the future. And this is when our workouts stop working for us because they're no longer effective because we've lost that quality of movement. And this is gonna tie in a lot to what we're talking about today with mind-muscle connection. Because believe it or not, 
your form, the quality of your movement has a lot more to do with your mind than just the muscles alone, right? We think, well, if my muscle's not doing what it's supposed to do, it's a problem with the muscle, but it could very well be a problem with your mind and how you're approaching your workouts. See, we actually took a closer look at the importance of form, the importance of choosing quality of movement over quantity in last week's episode. In case you didn't catch that, we looked at three of the most popular glute building exercises that most people are doing wrong. As we talk through those different mistakes and how to correct them, one thing came up time and time again, and that was developing that mind-muscle connection to correct your form. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today, expanding on that topic of how mind-muscle connection, mind-muscle connection can help us maximize our workouts. So we've hinted at it a little bit. Now it's time to answer the question, what exactly is mind-muscle connection? And the truth is, yes, it starts with being mentally aware of the specific muscles that you're targeting or that are involved in a specific exercise. But it's also important to note that it's gonna go beyond just awareness. When we create that mind-muscle connection, we are actually cultivating a conscious and deliberate contraction of the muscle using our mind, all right? It might sound a little science fiction, but stay with me. I've got some studies to back it up, and I'm gonna show you how to use this mystical power of mind-muscle connection to improve your workouts. But consider the difference between passive and active movement. So if I were to sit in front of you and wave my arm out to the side, in order to do that movement, my shoulder did have to contract. But I would call that a passive contraction because my ultimate goal was to lift my arm. I was focusing more on the motion of the lift rather than the contraction in my shoulder. On the other hand, if I wanna build some mind-muscle connection, I wanna create an active contraction in that muscle, I'm really gonna focus my attention here, contract that muscle and let it guide the movement of lifting my arm. And when I do this, you're gonna notice two things. The first is that there is a visual difference in the quality of the movement. So the action becomes a lot more precise. Um, it's not just flailing around my arm out to the side, it's a very determined, dedicated line of lift. A second thing we're gonna notice when we start to create that deliberate contraction and let that lead our movement through our exercises is that we're actually gonna feel a lot more tension in the targeted muscles. And that's exactly what we want because when we build that mind-muscle connection, we're actually recruiting more muscle fibers. So you're using more of your active muscles than you would if you were doing it without the mind-muscle connection, if you were just moving through the motions of your exercise. The more that we focus on that mind-muscle connection, the better overall quality of movement we're going to get. Um, but the benefits don't stop there. See, there was actually a study done in 2014. This was at the Ohio University Heritage College of Osteopathic Medicine. And they took 29 volunteers. They wanted to test this theory of mind-muscle connection and the ability to recruit additional muscle fibers. So they took 29 volunteers and they wrapped their wrist in a surgical cast for four weeks. Now, half of these participants weren't told to do anything. They're like, keep your cast on, you're good, you're a control group. The other half of these volunteers with the cast were told to really practice visualizing contractions 
in the wrist, in the wrist, for 11 minutes a day, five days a week during the time that they had this cast on. So all they were using was that mind-muscle connection. Their wrist was in a cast. They could not physically movement, but they were using that mind-muscle connection to create deliberate contractions in the muscle. At the end of the study, the researchers found that the group who had done the visualization exercise, who was practicing that mind-muscle connection, was actually twice as strong as the group who did nothing. So we can really start to see how mentally activating our muscles can contribute to our strength and to our overall performance. But as mentioned, I promise we're getting to this, this strategy is also vitally important when it comes to improving or correcting our form, our quality of movement, starting to come full circle, right? So when we look at an exercise as a whole, let's take the example of a sit-up. We see a motion of going from laying down to upright, to sitting up, right? And if our only goal is to get from down on the ground to that upright position, I'm going to tell you right now, there are a lot of different ways to do that. Trust me, I've seen some creative solutions back when I was teaching group fitness and we'd ask a new group to do an exercise like a sit-up. Because if all you're going for is that motion to get from here to there, you're going to use anything at your disposal. On the other hand, if we really want to target a muscle, if we want to strengthen a muscle, which I think that's what a lot of us are going for when we actually show up for our workout. We don't want to practice laying down and sitting up. We want to get stronger. We want to improve how our body looks, moves, and feels. And in order to do that, we have to start activating some of that mind-muscle connection so we can focus our efforts on the abdominals, the core muscles, when we go to do something like that sit-up. Today, I'm actually going to give you guys, I guess, nine strategies to help you start practicing, start improving that mind-muscle connection so that you can maximize your workouts, just like we've been talking about. Let's get right into it. Strategy number one for improving your mind-muscle connection to improve your quality of movement and your overall results is to simply know what muscles you're targeting with a specific exercise. All right, we talk about mind-muscle connection is using the mind to contract the specific muscle. So we got to know where to send that attention, where to send that effort. Now, the good news is you do not have to have a full working knowledge of human anatomy. You don't have to be able to name the exact muscle, but you should have an idea of the purpose of the exercise. And this can really be as simple as when you're in the moment doing, say, your squat. Ask yourself, where do I feel this? And is that what I was shooting for? Right? So if I'm doing my squat, I ask myself, where do I feel this? Okay, I feel it in, in my butt, feel it kind of on the front of my thighs. Those are the muscles that I wanted to target. So kudos, I'm activating the correct things. On the other hand, if I'm doing my squat and ask myself, okay, where do I feel this? And I'm like, oh, you know, it really, it's hurting my back. It's like, okay, was, was that what I wanted? Was the goal to work my back? If the answer is no, we know there's a little bit of a disconnect. So using that simple question to kind of narrow your focus down and figure out what muscles you're actually targeting with the exercise. First step toward building better mind-muscle connection. Second thing we want to do is focus on isolation before compound exercises. So think about it this way. If we start off with something like a burpee, 
where we're standing up, we're down on the ground, we're doing a push-up, we're jumping the feet in and out. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of muscle contractions happening to make that exercise happen, right? And if that's happening, it's going to be really hard for your mind to keep up with all the different things your body is doing. It's going to be really hard to zero in on any one particular muscle and activate that mind-muscle connection. So, and this is going to be especially true if you're trying to target a weaker area. Start with exercises that target one muscle at a time, one major muscle group at a time. So you can build up that mind-muscle connection and you're more able to recognize that sensation of muscle activation when you do progress to more complex and compound exercises. So start small, start localized to your target muscle and then build out into bigger and more complex exercises as you progress in your journey. All right, strategy number three to improve that mind-muscle connection is to physically touch the working muscle, All right? If you're having trouble really feeling, really visualizing that internal contraction, I want you to just take one hand, place it on the working muscle. Say you're doing like a bicep curl. You know, we don't want to grab it. We don't want to inhibit or help the exercise, but just put it here. Do your bicep curl so you can physically feel that contraction and start to build that mental connection. When I do this, it feels like this. Here's the muscle. Here's where I'm sending my attention. All right. Strategy number four is to slow down, move a little bit more slowly through your exercises. All right. If you're moving at lightning speed, it's going to be difficult for your mind to keep up with what your body is actually doing. And this is going to be especially true um, when an exercise is a little bit more difficult or maybe when we're end or nearing the end of our workouts. We tend to try to speed up and just get it done and we start moving through the motions and we lose that mind-muscle connection. So working to build that muscle connection, we want to reverse that process, right? We want to slow down, give ourselves more time to feel the contraction, to connect with what we're actually working. And remember that it is your quality of movement that's ultimately going to matter in terms of results, not your quantity. You can do a hundred terrible sit-ups and be no better off than when you started. You might even be a little worse off than when you started. If you just do 10 good ones, that's what's gonna take you to the next step. So slowing down, focusing on quality before quantity. All right, number five, we're about halfway through these strategies to improve your mind-muscle connection. Number five is to increase your time under tension. Now this one's piggybacking a little bit on um, our previous step to slow down your repetitions, but here I wanna take it one step further and create an intentional hold either at the top or the bottom of your rep. So what do I mean by that? If we're doing, say, a bicep curl, this is an example we used earlier. If I contract all the way up to the top of my rep and stop here for a moment, I wanna take just a moment to try to squeeze that muscle a little tighter, create a little bit more tension in my target muscle without any additional movement anywhere else in my body, and then go ahead and release and finish up the repetition. On the other hand, if you're doing something like a squat, you're gonna slowly lower down into that position, pause at the bottom of your rep. Again, try to squeeze your glutes a little tighter, um, increase that activation without the movement associated, and then lift up. 
All right, so this is a great way to just give you that little extra boost. Hopefully you're using the mind-muscle connection as you move through the exercise. Pause there, really crank it up a notch, and then finish out your rep. Strategy number six. Now, I'm a big visual learner, so this is one of my favorites, but to look in a mirror, or if one's not available, great option is to take a video of yourself exercising. All right, maybe not everyone's first idea of, you know, something fun to watch, but it can be very informative. See, believe it or not, all of the mirrors that line your typical gym are not just there for selfies. Um, in the same way that placing our hand on the muscle can help us really feel and connect with the muscle contraction of an exercise, seeing that same exercise, seeing the muscle contraction can help us build that mind-muscle connection as well. So again, if available, mirrors are probably easier. Um, you do wanna be aware though here, if you're using a mirror, that trying to look in the mirror doesn't distract from your form. A great example of this, if you're in a plank, you wanna make sure that you have that nice neutral spinal alignment. So if you're craning your neck up or over here to try to see yourself in the mirror, that's gonna create some deviations in your form on its own. So while a little bit more complicated in those cases, recording yourself working out, reviewing that video immediately after, it's probably gonna be the better strategy. All right, a couple more for you guys. Number seven, in terms of improving that mind-muscle connection, our seventh strategy is to know how to customize your movement. So using progressions to make it easier, or progressions to make it harder, regressions to make a movement easier. How does this play in? Well, in 2016, they actually did a study trying to um, look at the effects of mind-muscle connection on overall exercise performance. And while they did see a notable improvement, when participants actually focused on their muscles, used that mind-muscle connection, there was a limit to that improvement. This actually happened when a person went above about 60% of their one rep max, there was no longer an improvement from focusing on the muscle. Now, basically what that means, that's the science behind it, what it actually means applying it to you is that if the exercise is too challenging, once you get beyond a certain point of difficulty or intensity, it's going to automatically shift your focus. We won't be able to laser focus on those muscle contractions. Instead, we'll be seeing the larger picture of, oh my gosh, I've got to you know, lift this very heavy weight or I've got to push through this very challenging exercise. Now, it's great to challenge ourselves, but especially if we're just getting started, or we know we have a weaker muscle that we want to build that mind-muscle connection with first, it can be very helpful to know how to scale back different movements, how to customize it to make it a little bit easier to reduce that intensity a little bit so that you're in a position to utilize your mind-muscle connection. Um, and if you're having trouble with those, a great place to reach out is a coach. If you have a specific exercise in mind, let me know. I'd be happy to offer some progressions and some regressions to help you customize it further. All right, two more before I let you guys go today. Strategy number eight is intentionally performing the exercise incorrectly to know how it feels, to notice the difference. All right, so as much as it's important to know what it feels like when we're contracting that muscle, when we're performing the exercise correctly, it can also be helpful to know what it feels like when we do it 
incorrectly. And this is something that I've actually played around with a lot myself. Um, if you're gonna do this, of course, remember number one, safety first, and be sure to move slowly through the repetition so that if you hit a point of pain or it doesn't feel good, um, you can step out of it. Because of course, you know, if we're doing some exercises incorrectly, that can put us in a bad position where we're risking pain or injury. So we don't wanna to push to that level, but making small changes um, and just feeling the difference, even if it's not necessarily an incorrect variation. If you normally squat with your toes pointed forward, try pointing out a little bit and see how that feels. Notice the differences and use those to build your mind-muscle connection. All right, and our final strategy on how to improve that mind-muscle connection and get the most out of your workouts is actually to work with your eyes closed. Now, just like the previous example, this is one that's not going to be applicable in all situations, and it is something that we want to be mindful of the safety with, especially if you have any particular challenges with balance in general, closing your eyes is going to amplify those. Um, but a great example of how this can be used to build mind-muscle connection um, is yoga. You know, I do yoga almost every morning and about half the time my eyes are going to be closed. It allows us to eliminate all of the visual distractions around us and really kind of step internally to focus on what am I using in my body to make this happen? How can I connect with that muscle more? All right, guys, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Fitness That Fits. We looked at mind-muscle connection and how it can help us improve our quality of movement and get the most out of our workouts. Uh, one more time, I'll go through those nine strategies to help you improve your mind-muscle connection, whether you're working out in a gym, at home, doesn't matter. Nine strategies to help you take that next step is number one, make sure you start by knowing what muscle you're targeting with a specific exercise. We can't connect with the muscle if we don't know what or where it is. Uh, number two is to focus on isolation exercises first. So target just one muscle or muscle group at a time before progressing to more complex compound exercises. Number three is to physically touch the working muscle. If you're working your core, place a hand on your stomach and physically feel that muscle contraction. Um, number four was to move slowly through your repetitions, giving your mind time to keep up with your body. Number five was to increase your time under tension. So adding an intentional hold where you really squeeze that muscle either at the top or the bottom of your rep, just one or two extra seconds to increase that time under tension. Number six is to get some visual feedback. Either look in a mirror, uh, record a video of yourself exercising, or you may even refer out to a friend or coach for some of that visual feedback, but see what it looks like um, to understand what you're feeling and what you're moving through. Number seven was understanding how to customize the movement, knowing that if we provide too much of a challenge to our body, it's going to limit the amount of mind-muscle connection because it's going to limit how much tension we have to give that specific muscle contraction. So knowing when to scale back those exercises to really make the most of them. Number eight was to intentionally try the rep differently or even incorrectly to understand 
what that feels like and how it's different from doing it correctly to help you identify that proper mind-muscle connection. And our final strategy, number nine, probably the most advanced was to work with your eyes closed. So eliminate those visual distractions, try to go internal and build that mind-muscle connection that way. All right, if you guys enjoyed today's episode of Fitness That Fits, I encourage you to connect with me on www.ratzingerfitness.com. You can check out the blog for more health and wellness advice. All right, thank you guys for hanging out with me today. And until next time, my name is Chris Ratzinger, your health and wellness coach. I want you to get out there and get moving.